Go ahead. Certainly will. I like to hear Reed's argument with the Justin oh, Fields good. take, but I, I'm looking forward to that. First on the list, though, is Dusty. It's Dusty. I mean, I, I don't want to spend too much time sure. on the Dusty thing because I think we just kind of chatted about it around the horn a little bit. But um, speculating, I don't know if it's always the best thing to do in life, but I do think that, that it's fun to speculate on what exactly he said to Bob. There was only one thing that you could possibly say to a guy that he shouldn't have said, in my opinion, and that is telling the guy that he has no clue what he's talking about or no clue what he's doing. Like, if you're Dusty Baker and you've been in baseball as long as you had and you have the experiences you have and you're asking for things that are going to help you on the field, mm -hmm. and one of them he brought up, he said he wanted to fire Brooks Jacoby, right? He mm -hmm. probably looked at Castellini and was like, what exactly is that going to do? Or, you know, he's, he's going to bat with him, and there's this little spat, and I'm sure Dusty said something along the lines of, and again, I'm speculating, let me be clear here, he probably told Bob he has no idea what the hell he's talking about. And when you tell Probably. a guy that's wealthy like that, when you tell a guy that's wealthy and had success, they have egos too. And guess what? He's probably like, hey, I'm the one that signed your checks. I ain't signing them anymore. That has to be what it was. Yeah, Does anybody no. think that that's not what happened? As a fun uh, little speculative I game mean, we can play here. It'd be, yeah, wish we, had a, wish we had a fly on the wall there. What do you got, Casey? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Trace's argument seems... Like the story, if you if we want to create the story of what actually happened, it makes sense. Bob Castellini, he, he's an arrogant guy. So if you tell him that he doesn't know what he's doing, he's going to just backtrack. Or, he, you know, just look at the whole thing that happened this year. He, he doubled down. He, he yeah, you're talking about Phil. That's but Phil, his son. That's Phil, his son, to be Phil, fair to but you. But, but, but. The but, family. Yeah. Sure. Apple usually yeah. doesn't fall far, 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 far from the tree, as they say. So I'll give you some credit yeah. there. I'll, I'll try to piece that together for yeah. you to a certain extent, Casey. Thank you for. No problem. Steve Deniman brings, brings up one of my favorite par parts of the, of the whole interview was. Dusty's landline phone going off it in was. the middle of middle of the <laughs> in the middle of him completely talking about something that was like kind incredibly of incredibly important. Right? Yeah, it's like the Cubs whole situation. He's he's talking about just death threats, getting death threats, anthrax, letters in the mail, and my man's my man's got a landline, landline phone. Just are you ready for this one? I already know this. Go ahead, Paul. We got. I got a landline. Yeah, the, uh, the Fritchners <laughs> have a landline. I got a landline, baby. Fritchners have a landline. We get the daily newspaper, and we got a landline. Wow. What happens when the cell towers die? Tradition. How often do you use that landline, said landline? The bots use it all day long, let me tell you what. So it rings all day long. It rings a lot. So just get rid of it if you don't answer it. Yeah, I mean, Everett, Everett brings up a good point about Dusty, too, and the whole Brian Price thing. Because i got to be honest, I do think that it was relatively a popular thing in this town when that whole situation went down, that people were okay with Brian Price becoming the manager over Dusty Baker because it just felt like we're the Reds were never going to get over the proverbial hump, right? right. That, and, and that was kind of Dusty's shtick, clearly, for the longest time, is that this guy mm -hmm. can get you to the playoffs, but he's never going to actually win anything, which is kind of a ridiculous thought. In and of itself, yeah. But the one, one, the one thing that I wish—I don't want to say Tom did a uh, did a poor job and he had, didn't have enough time to maybe ask him. But one thing I wish I could have, we could have pinned, maybe not against Dusty, but we could have asked him what Bronson kind of like validated what Bronson had said earlier oh, about yeah. the whole about the whole like decision. Was it Brian Price? One was he the one making the decision on who yeah. actually was taking the ball? Granted, the manager at the end of the day has the ultimate saying in in that in that whole Latos. Um, Arroyo on short rest versus Mike Leak, but I wonder how much of that was his decision versus maybe just trusting Brian Price and then the idea of Brian getting the job and it's never been the same since and some of that's because of players, yes, but as I've said before, I think managers matter more than people make them out to be. It, thinking about Dusty's career, think about the stretch that he had from he's at his, you know, probably if you would have asked him before he started his managerial career, his dream job growing up in that area would be the San Francisco Giants manager. He gets to the World Series. Game seven falls apart in game seven. He then has to move on to the Cubs. And then that whole incident it happens in 2003. And then what comes after that, the death threats because of how, high, how good they were supposed to be in 2004, ongoing. That's a tough stretch. And yeah. my man, my man just kept going. Came to Cincinnati, won ball games, yeah. went to the Nationals, and I just assumed that they got rid of 
him in Washington because he lost two straight times in the NLDS, and I figured that was just – they just got rid of him because he wasn't winning in the postseason. It felt like my heart got ripped out listening to him answer that question because as a Nationals fan living in Northern Virginia when all of that was going on, it was so vague all these answers that we kept getting on why isn't he back. People would ask, why aren't you coming so back? So national fans and wanted him back. I, I'm i trying to put myself back in that time because there was definitely frustration that Dusty just couldn't win the big one. And you had two of these incredibly talented teams. You had Bryce Harper. You had all this. And you couldn't win it again. Mm -hmm. And do you... But he was only there a couple of years. It wasn't Two like years, he was. Yeah. It, you know, it wasn't like he was there for six years. They made it all six years, and they never got to the World Series. They only gave him two runs at it. So then to not have him back, and the other thing too was, the Nationals have a history of not keeping managers for very long. Like they, they, they yeah. are very quick to pull the leash, uh, you know, and pull the rug out from under you on on a manager. So, yeah, I was. I was shocked when Dusty got let go, as I think we all were. And it was really frustrating because, like I said, we never really got any answers on it. And then now, five years later, we, we hear more about it. Sir, Sir, Sir Boy brings up the Reds haven't recovered from Dusty being fired. They've had just two winning seasons, one of them being the COVID year since Dusty's been let go. It was bad karma, bad mojo. Well, I, I mean, defend, defend, defending, not the ownership group, not trying to do that, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and play coy and act like, you know, like I wasn't one of the folks that started thinking that maybe it was time to move on because at the time you had Brian Price, who was supposedly, and at the time you thought arguably maybe one of the best pitching coaches and one of the best baseball minds, as they say on the, in the, you know, one of the baseball minds that we have had around Cincinnati in quite some time, right? He, he came in, he comes in and he was, he was up for all these different managerial jobs. So it's like, okay, he's probably going to leave if, if he doesn't get elevated. Yeah. And Dusty struggled to, to get over that hump. And Dusty probably went in there and said some things that pissed off Castellini's ego. And that was the end of it. And I will say that it's, it's been a clearly not just downhill since, but it's been just a lack of what I would call talent as well. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to, sit here and act like the teams that Dusty had are the same teams that, that, that Brian Price has had because we all know that's not the case. So um, I don't know. It's just crazy that a man who went to that many stops had that much success and always found a way to get let go in circumstances in which seems unfair. I, it, I, it, oh, it, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying that that's the part that seems wild to me. It's, it's, it's not just Cincinnati. I mean, it literally was – it was San Fran, and then the Cubs situation happened, and then you go to Cincinnati, and then you go to the Nats, and the Nats yeah. happen, and he finally, obviously, at the most, probably what's what's what's, I don't know what's poetic justice or whatever term you want to use. Yeah. It's kind of weird. He went to the team that everybody hated, <laughs> yeah, and found a way to win at that place. I, I was not here in Cincinnati when Brian Price when all that happened. Can you guys? We don't need to spend forever on it, but no. What what was the mood around the city that it was that he couldn't win? He couldn't get him over the hump. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, I guess the momentum for Brian Price was. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, that's what I don't I was, remember. I think, and that chat, correct me if I'm wrong. And again, this is we're talking ten years ago, and my brain can barely remember it, stuff that happened last week from time to time. I think that at the time, Brian Price was a name in baseball, not just Cincinnati, but in baseball that was. Hey, this guy's a very very well spoken, intellectual guy. When he gets in front of the camera. Quite frankly, he's very charming, and he seemed as if he knew what he was talking about significantly. Mm -hmm. And it's like this guy, maybe the next big manager or the next the next great baseball mind. And I feel like he was maybe even interviewing or up for a few managerial jobs. And it just was like what everyone else feels about Dusty to a certain extent at certain times that he's been at every stop where it's just like, man, we just – we win. It's great. But when it comes time to the playoffs, yeah. we always stub our toe. We can't never get can't get over that hump. Um, Shaq can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that Brian Price was somebody. I bet if you pulled Cincinnati, it might have been fifty fifty or maybe sixty forty that they were happy Brian Price got the job. I, well, I there was a there was a contingent that wanted Barry Larkin, if you remember after after Dusty, and I remember talking to some some people like you know somewhat close to the Reds, some scouts and stuff like that, and they're talking about hiring Brian Price over Barry Larkin. 
And they said, why would we hire, like, what is Barry? Nothing can happen good for Barry Larkin if we hire him. He's thought so high of in this city. He, he hasn't been around baseball at all. This, this can only go sour. It cannot go north. Alex Nothing Wallace brings up a great point in the chat again. Um, Mike Zimmer and to, yeah. for, for your sake, for your sake, I don't know if you remember Mike Zimmer with the yeah. Bengals. Yeah, 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 that's kind of the same feeling yeah. I think it had. Yeah. Like, okay. Brian Price and Mike Zimmer were one of the same, right? Okay, it's like that's okay, a good comparison. yeah, this right. guy, this guy, do we? Would you? And to be to be fair to the Bengals situation, I don't know if it's it's all that bad of an option to where you're like, hey, we want Mike Zimmer as the head coach instead of instead of Marvin. Because it's just like Marvin's, yeah, he's winning, but we, we're not getting anywhere here. Right. So I perfect analogy almost. Okay. Sir, Sir Boy says the Barry Larkin train is still going strong. and There's I no just, way that that's Yeah, I don't see it. Why would you hire Jeff Saturday? Oh, gosh. Are we, we're not doing this. We're not doing that again. <laughs> Isaiah Collier, let's jump into that really <laughs> yeah. fast. I don't know how many people will care about this. Yeah, this he, is, I'm going to say this, though. This goes back to my exact point that I was making about Wes Miller. Not to try to spin this and make this a big topic, but I'm being serious about this. This is the reason that talented coaches leave places in which can't find a way mm -hmm. to get the big name. If, if, if you're not in an NIL era, if you're not able to pony up the, the dollars that it takes to keep a guy, I think it's, and again, I'm not trying to say it was all NIL, but I guess I kind of am. Because at the same time, the one thing that you heard, the reason that Cincinnati was in the mix was because of the relationship because how quickly that, that Wes Miller and his staff identified Isaiah. Yes, he was a big talent, but he wasn't the number one player in the country when they started getting on him. So he had a good relationship with UC. And let's be honest, do you want to go out to USC and play on the West Coast? I get it's Southern Cal. Maybe that's the charm. Maybe yeah. it's the beach. Maybe it's LA. But my point is, is that is it a better basketball? Like, is it? do you want to go out and play in front of 2,000 fans? Do you want to go play in the pack? Or do you want to play in the Big 12 in front at UC that, quite frankly, is going to be rocking? Yeah, I mean, it's, there's only one thing that, that 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 doesn't seem to be on the same scale, and that's what's coming in somebody's pocket. Well, it's everything outside of Fifth Third Arena is better if you go to USC. I mean, you're like you you said it. You're you're in Southern California. Weather's nice. And he's only going to be there for one year. He's going to be there for one year. Yeah. So it's not like he's going to be there for four years, which I was going to argue, is he a program-changing guy if UC got him, a one-year, one-and-done kind of guy? It helps with the transition, but that's a moot point at this point. But everything outside of Fifth Third Arena is better at USC, so I understand fully why he chose that. But you're right about Wes Miller. He's going to move on eventually. He's clearly got the, the capacity to get guys. I, I, that's my only thing with UC, and I don't know how you fix it. I really don't. I, I, maybe you find a way to run into some, some luck, and maybe a UC grad or alumni finds themselves as a part of the next big company, and they become a billionaire, and you don't have to worry about that anymore. But at the same time, um, I just, I, I, it's just frustrating for, because it would have been neat for the city. I'm not a UC fan, as as I will openly admit, but I think it would have just been neat for UC. It would have been neat for the be the, 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 the Cincinnati fandom, if you will, or the, the our area to have the number one player in the country coming in. Um, it would have elevated the Crosstown Showdown, shootout, for whatever year. they want to call it. Everyone says it for a year. My only thing is, is like that's never a guarantee, man. Like It's just not. There's, there's multiple guys. Who was the guy that went to Memphis, Paul? You'll know this. Who was the guy that went oh, to Memphis? Imani Bates. Imani Bates. Oh, man, he's going to be the number one pick in the NBA. That, that, that stuff doesn't always happen, man. It just doesn't. These, yeah. There's these five-star guys. They think that, that yeah, there's from time to time, to be fair, from time to time, there is a LeBron James and there is a Kevin Durant. There's guys that come in and it's like, okay, this guy probably shouldn't even be playing college basketball. Well, neither of them did play college. Well, no, I Durant played. Texas, Durant did, bad. but my point Durant is, is that if Texas. LeBron had to go to college for a year, we could all admit that he doesn't need to be playing college basketball. Yeah. My, I'm just saying, I don't know if Isaiah is that. I'm not saying he is or isn't. I haven't seen him play. But at the same time, it's it's one of those things where yes, you could say it's only for a year, but that's not a guarantee. And the only thing I would say to hold out hope for UC fans is Wes Miller is a likable guy, and there is the transfer portal. I'll leave it at that. You might think that this is dead and done. But you go out there, you struggle a little bit, you're not a one-and-done guy, and next thing you know, you're playing in front of 2,000 fans every single night. To be fair to USA, they've been, they've been pretty good in, like, in recent years, so I'm not saying it's a terrible program. But there's, there's always this holdout hope. You know, Don't be the right. idiot fan that like, 
starts trashing on a kid because he chose to go to USC and he didn't go to UC. I was. I will say this, and this was the point I was going to make. If he didn't end up going to UC about the program changing thing, even if he is a one-year guy, if he would have came to UC, it would have been in a perfect time because it was in a transition to a bigger conference, and he would have they would have been competing in a bigger conference, which looks good for recruits. So that's that's where it is a program changing guy. I'll, I'll stake a claim that he's probably only going to be a one-year guy. That's fair. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, we got boxed. Oh yeah. So court. Let me Here's the thing, this. though. I don't even have. I, yeah. I, I, I made something yesterday, a monologue. Is there a chance if I send this to you, Paul, I can get this, I can get this yes. up, up? Email it to me. All right, I'm going to do that now. So I, I shared can... my monologue. See, I, I'm just, you know, I have other things going on. on with you, Paul. i got to be honest. I... On Twitter, though, right? Well, I shared a, it's email. I shared it oh, to, oh, oh. I shared a Google right. Doc. It's my monologue. So I want okay. you to lay so this out while, while he's getting my monologue. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to do this. It's going to be box court. We're not going to do this. I'm not going to say it's a regular thing. Do you want thing, this but... up here on the... Yeah, Screen? I would like it. Okay. I would like mine as well. I just forwarded it to you, Paul. Um, okay. Here's what it is. We're going to take a topic. Today's topic is going to be Justin Fields. Obviously, been playing very well. Trace has been on the take for a while that Justin Fields is – well, he, he can get to his take. He, he's out on the Justin Fields train. Yep. And I'm going to stand on defending for Justin Fields. We're going to do this for various topics of all time. Give a little more structure instead of us just screaming at each other every, every time we do this box lunch show. Here's the structure. I'm going to give an opening statement at the desk as the defendant for Justin Fields. Trace is going to give an opening statement as the prosecutor for Justin Fields. We're then both going to have a rebuttal, and then we're going to leave it open to debate, and we'll take it from there, and eventually we'll end with a verdict, which will come from both the chat and our two producers, Casey and Paul, on who is right in the debate? So, is my monologue ready to go? Uh, it will be by the time you get up there. Okay. <laughs> that's like, that's every bit of like five seconds. So, well, okay. to, to kick this thing off. Yeah, dude, go ahead and play. We, we gotta, here we go. Let's go to box score. In the world of sports, certain athletes or topics are considered especially divisive. At Chatterbox Sports, the dedicated fans who debate these topics are Trace and Reed. Welcome to Box Court. All right. Casey, Paul, thank you for letting me take the stand. All right. Casey, Paul, Prosecutor Trace, Sir Boy Wonder, Boom Shakalaka, Leif Erickson, Jolly Jolly, to the thousands in attendance and the millions watching at home. Thank you for allowing me to take this time and stop this man from tarnishing the good name of the quarterback known as Justin Fields. Now, before we begin dissecting this poor 23-year-old's career while it is still in its infancy, let us understand definitively what we are arguing here. Are we arguing that Justin Fields is elite? No. Are we arguing that Justin Fields can push the Bears over the Super Bowl threshold? No. We are simply coming together that, to argue that Justin Fields is a good quarterback and not as Trace often likes to argue, hot trash. Hot trash. Hmm. What makes a good quarterback? Well, over the years, that has changed. Hell, Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Namath was considered revolutionary, and he had just two seasons in his entire career where he threw more touchdowns than interceptions. For the sake of this argument... Let's draw the line for a good quarterback at something that we can all agree on. Now, there are two ways that we can do this. Option one, we can craft a definition that is universal in agreement and then determine if Justin Fields aligned in said definition. And option two, we draw comparisons to quarterbacks that are universally described as good. Today, I will do both. Let's dive in. So what's a good quarterback? Well, it's no secret that it's the hardest position in sports. It's hard to win in the NFL without a good quarterback. So right there is how we can safely determine what is a good quarterback. Can you win games? Do you put your team in a position to win? In short, yes. 
Justin Fields does. Have you ever heard the phrase, what have you done for me lately? Over the past four games, which makes up over 20% of Justin Fields' professional career, he has passed for 620 yards, thrown eight touchdowns, and two interceptions. What about on the ground, you might ask? 437 rushing yards, five touchdowns. Impressive. But sure, you might be asking yourself, aren't the Bears 1-3 over the past four games during that time period? Aren't you debating whether or not Justin Fields can win you ball games? Well, in those games, the Bears scored 33 points, 29 points, 32 points, and 30 points. Guys, you have this graphic. I might have not gotten it. But basically, teams that score at least 29 points win 81% of the time. Justin Fields is simply not getting any help. Not just on the defensive side, but can you name the Bears' top receivers? Darnell Mooney, Cole Kmet, Dante Pettis, St. Brown? This man is not only doing this without receiving, he's leading the team in rushing, a team that has David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert on the roster, and yet Justin Fields is the biggest threat on the ground for this Bears team. Simply put, if the Bears fill the gaps on the roster, they'll be winners. Now let's, let's get behind our gun and take aim at comparisons. This is where I'm going to lose some of you guys. Listen, this is football. All I can do is display the facts. You guys don't want to hear Justin Field draw comparisons to Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick too early in his career. Heck. I played Madden 2004. I know how good Vic was. And as a Bengals fan, that Lamar Jackson run from 2019 is on repeat in my nightmares. Yet here we are. We have to acknowledge what is going on in the National Football League. It'd be low-hanging fruit to stand at the end of Justin Fields' career and look with hindsight, which of course is 2020, and say, yes, he was good or bad. That's what the haters said about Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick. And it looked bad on the back end. Now this guy, Justin Fields, is good. I'm getting in front of it. And I'm encouraging you all to do the same. At no point in neither Michael Vick's nor Lamar Jackson's young career have they had a stretch that compares to what Fields has done over the past four games. Let's look in the rearview mirror. During Lamar Jackson's 2019 MVP campaign, he never had a four-game stretch in which he surpassed five touchdowns rushing and eight passing as Fields has done. In fact, Lamar Jackson's has rushed for just seven touchdowns that entire career. Justin Fields on a bad roster in a defensive-minded franchise is on pace to surpass both 20 passing touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns in the same season, something that neither Michael Vick nor Lamar Jackson have done. As I segue off this topic, let me leave you with this. The highest regular season single-game rushing totals by a quarterback in the past 20 years? The most? Justin Fields this past week. The fifth most? Justin Fields last week, the week before. The other three in that list, Colin Kaepernick, Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson. Now, I don't know what my opponent will bring up today. Maybe he will attempt to discredit his recent four-game skip because it's a small sample size. But I'll remind you that this guy has only started 20 games. That four-game stretch is 20% of his NFL career. Perhaps he'll bring an anecdotal argument of one game in which he watched Justin Fields play. You know, I can't speak to what the prosecutor, Trace Fowler, will bring to the table today. But let me tell you this. Let me bring up this fact. What are Trace's two largest fandoms? The Green Bay Packers... And the Georgia Bulldogs. Justin Fields, of course, left Georgia and defected to Ohio State, which Trace is a native of this area. He knows what Ohio State fans can be. He's been to the onslaught of Buckeye fandoms throughout his entire life and probably has a sour taste. Then he gets drafted and goes to his NFL team's biggest rival. And he has long hated Chicago Bears quarterbacks ever since Jay Cutler ruined Brett Favre's jersey retirement night on Thanksgiving in 2015. So just remember that when he's making his case. Casey, Paul, viewers, 
Thank you. Let us have the prosecutor take the stage, please. Yeah, try to beat that. First of all, let's get something out of the way at the very beginning here. Taking shots at my fandom and why I am going to have the take I'm going to have is a clear, is a clear shot at my integrity. Okay, let's start off with this. I can put business aside from my personal feelings because if that was the case, Reed wouldn't even have a job here. All right. But as Paul's trying to get to perhaps my rundown, I'll start off with a few things. I don't know whether or not Paul, Paul's, Paul's letting me know I got it ready. But here's the, here, here's the situation I want everybody to understand. I can clear all that out, all right? Justin Fields did go to Georgia. He did transfer, but that has no bearing on my belief system, whether or not he can be a good quarterback or not a good quarterback. But I get it. Highlights are fun. Athleticism, it's neat. You get to see it from time to time in the NFL. But Justin Fields isn't a QB who's going to be a franchise quarterback. Those legs that he relies on right now as a 23-year-old, okay, it's called the not-for-long league for a reason. It's the NFL. Those things will either do one of two things. They'll become injury-prone because you can't run around in the NFL all that long without getting hurt. And or, guess what? Father time is undefeated. This dude's a one-read, scramble-drill-around quarterback, okay, that can make a throw from time to time. But if you think this guy's going to sit in the pocket and dissect a defense, the, the very thing that it takes to win long-term in the NFL, right? Yeah, you can show me those YouTube highlights, like I said. You can cherry-pick throws. I've seen them. The Bears fandom is out in full force with their YouTube clips of what this guy can do. All right, but guess what? You can YouTube Matt Flynn. He's got highlights too, and he looks pretty good on YouTube as well. Oh, but yeah, like you said, uh, he did go to Ohio State. And when he was at Ohio State, he was a pass-first guy, everybody. Yeah, he, well, I don't know if you know, but he had elite weapons at Ohio State. You know, guys like Olave and Garrett Wilson, pretty good players. Especially when you factor in the idea that he's going against the likes of Indiana and Rutgers and Maryland. In Nebraska, in Max School A every year, and Max School B, you know, fill in the blanks because you're going to have two of those every year. What happened is this year when he had to play in the NFL type talent, the year that he had his best year at Ohio State, he had to go against one defense that was relatively talented in Alabama. He had 190 yards, folks, one touchdown. Well, you might hear about, oh, you didn't think I was going to bring it up. I wanted to smooth past the last five weeks. Okay, the last five, five weeks, he's been killing it, everybody. He's a great running back. I'm not taking that away from him. But let's go to the throwing component. You know the thing that most quarterbacks are known for? The thing that you got to do to win a Super Bowl when you're a quarterback? Throwing the ball? Okay, last week. Yeah? He's one and four. Oh, bring up the stats about he scored all these points. But when it mattered the most and he had a chance to drive down on the Lions, what did he do? He threw an interception. Turns out when you throw interceptions on your own side of the field, the other team scores more points. It seems like maybe, maybe all those points that the other team is scoring isn't all his fault. Or maybe it is. That said, scroll back up, Paul. I'm not done. He's one and four. He's 73 and 119. 73 completions, 119 attempts, 61%, a 96 QBR, the highest he's had in his career. Killing it. For reference, folks, Jacoby Brissett, the last five weeks, one and four, 103 for 163, 63% with a 93 QBR. He's the same dude when they throw the ball. Jacoby Brissett and Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, folks, is a fidget spinner. He's Planet Fitness in January. He's that Peloton you bought with your wife to go spin on it every week. And in a few short years, just like that Peloton, the dude is going to be in a dust ball and he will be long forgotten. All right? I yield my time, Your Honor. That concludes both opening statements from the prosecutor and the defendant. We now will go to the defendant's rebuttal. Oh, I got some. 
defendant. The audacity. Why are you putting headphones on? You don't have to hear anything. I have a big ego and I like hearing myself talk. The audacity of the prosecutor to come up here and call Justin Fields a fidget spinner. Completely discrediting everything that he has shown the National Football League over recent weeks. Now listen, when we started this conversation, this debate, we didn't set the parameters on whether he'll be a good quarterback in six years, in seven years, in eight years. <laughs> we did it. Is he a good quarterback? Yes, there's some serious conversations to be had over his longevity in the NFL. He's a small, scat-back, running quarterback. Doesn't hold up. But right now, he's good. And he's going to be good for the next few years. It's the Bears' responsibility to put guys around him, as he so eloquently mentioned, like the elite passers that he had at Ohio State so he can open up the passing game as well. And Trace brought up Jacoby Brissett's stats over the past five weeks in comparison to Justin Fields. Did you notice that they were all passing stats? He keeps alluding to the fact that Justin Fields... You know, he doesn't throw it as well as other quarterbacks in the league. Listen, a quarterback's job isn't to throw the ball. <laughs> a quarterback's job is to score. To get his team in the end zone. And no one's doing it better over the past few weeks than Justin Fields. One in four, sure. But if he gets just a little bit of help from the defensive side of the ball... He wins ball games, four and one. And that's really all I have to say. You can't discredit what this man is doing with his legs just because it's not the conventional wisdom. The game evolves. And Justin Fields is at the forefront of that evolution. Thank you. We would now like to have the prosecutor have his closing statements for his rebuttal. Like an intelligent person, I'm not going to put headphones on when there's nothing to listen to. So we'll start off by saying, I'd like for you to consider the person that you're listening to on the forefront of that conversation of whether or not they're relatively intelligent when they put headphones on when there's literally nothing to hear. Having said all that, having said all that, you know what's beautiful about this whole thing? <laughs> is that this guy just walked up here and had the audacity to say the quarterback's job is not to throw the football. No. Do you remember the wildcat in the NFL, everybody? You remember when they had that audacity to put that thing in the backfield of just having a running back back there? And it worked for a couple weeks. It worked for a few weeks. And then all of a sudden, like the NFL, like it always does, everybody, they figure it out. They find the schematic that can defeat it. And if you think this guy that's going to run around with his pure athleticism, and that's pretty much the one thing that everybody that has Justin Fields is the top of their list, they bring up how athletic he is. They bring about how about how he can outrun guys and he can spin around there and, and, and oftentimes looks great when he does it. But do we think that's going to last? You tell me. When was the last time a guy like Justin Fields won it all? Because that's what we're here for. That's, what we're, that's, that's ultimately what you're trying to do in the NFL. You're trying to win it all. Ask Bengal fans. If you don't win it all, are you happy? Do you come in the next year thinking, man, we did it? No, you don't. You got to win the last one. And you tell me, when was the last guy that looked like Justin Fields? When did he win the last one? Go dig. You're going to be digging for a while. And that's all that really needs to be said about Justin Fields. He's a running back, disguised as a quarterback until he gets hurt and or those legs don't move like they used to. We'll see. Time will be on my side. Thank you, everybody. That concludes both statements from the prosecutor and defendant. We will now leave it yeah. open to you. Yeah, put it, put, put, well, you got to put it in the, the comment section. Who won the debate? Trace or Reed, is Justin Fields good or not? 
And I will say, I mean. The poll is coming up in just a moment. The first, the first thing I brought up in my, my opening segment was how we're not going to talk about whether or not he's a, he's a quarterback that can win you Super Bowl. We're just, we're just doing it if you're going. And that oh, was your closing yeah. argument. It's funny you when, the it's funny you when, the goalposts. Yeah, it's funny you when you, goalposts. it's funny when you have to say this guy has to do something in order to be elite. Listen, if he, oh, I would even say this, if he got the Bears to even a couple Super Bowls, I can understand that. Dan Marino's a great quarterback, never won a Super Bowl, so you can't use that as the only reference, you know, when you got guys like Trent Dilfer who have. But we'll see. We'll see if he's a guy you can hang your hat on in the NFL for quite some time, and I think I know the answer to that. Paul, Casey. Yes. While the votes are coming in, they'll be the deciding factor if you guys are split one way or the other. Who won the debate? See, I'll I'll say this. Um, I am somewhat biased in this conversation because I would lean towards Reed's argument. Um, I think that Justin Fields, if you just look at it, that these four weeks have shown us enough to say, okay, there's something there. And if they can capture that, then this guy is going to be good. If you think Lamar Jackson's any good, this guy's going to be a bit better than Lamar Jackson. Right? I mean... Based off what, Casey? I wasn't making of, that argument, but let, let me sure. Ju- let me just finish. It's, let me just finish. it's your comment. So, so Justin, Justin Fields is a way better passer than Lamar Jackson. Can we agree on that? No. We're done no. debating the, this argument, so. but... Regardless, no. I think I think he he will be. I think he can be, and I think he can be just as an efficient runner as Lamar Jackson. And if you believe those two things are true, then you have to say Justin Fields is a good quarterback. Debate style: Who do I think won the debate? Reed. Do I want Justin Fields on my team? Absolutely, the hell not. No chance. I thought Trace actually won the debate, in all mm. honesty. Man, we got we got split opinions over here. Yeah, I mean, Reed only brought up essentially opinion-based stuff. He, he didn't bring any factual evidence to this. He, he wanted to come in in here and say, okay, yeah, the guy, the guy, if he would have, if his defense would have held a team under this amount of points. But what he didn't want to bring up That's is last. Fact. What he didn't want to bring up is last week, right? The Bears were playing the Lions and had them dead to right, and yeah. Part of the reason that the defense perhaps didn't do as well is because when you give the ball to the other team on the five-yard line at the end of the game, they're more than likely going to score. I don't think you want to bring up Justin Fields' passing stats as a career and or the whole entire season. Because right now all we're really doing is we're arguing over the fact that the last five weeks he's looked good. <laughs> I'm, purely ju- I'm purely judging my opinion based on whether I would want Justin Fields as the quarterback of my favorite NFL football team. And the answer to that is no. What quarterbacks would you have on your NFL team, though? There's only a handful of guys. You're only gonna pick the Mahomes. I would pick the. I'd pick Lamar and 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 Jalen Hurts please. over him. Okay, Jalen Hurts maybe, but Lamar? Are you? Yes. Yes. You th- come on. All right, guys. Yes. Come on. Do you guys think that Justin Fields is good? No. Okay. I think he can be. I think he's shown that he will be. So, 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 so let's let this stand. Because you know what the beautiful thing about all this is? Is we get to find out. And you know one thing that I get sick and tired of hearing about? About Justin Fields? Is he's got no weapons. The guy can't do this. He can't do that. Okay? Let me Darnell explain something. Mooney. Lamar Jackson? <laughs> Who the hell is Lamar Jackson throwing the ball to? Who the hell is he throwing the ball to? He somehow is leading his division and winning football games without Mark Andrews the last few weeks. Great deal. Who, who, who? Someone explain to me who Lamar Jackson's throwing the ball to right now. What receivers does he have, everybody? Yeah, but Lamar Jackson has been worse, playing a lot worse than Justin Fields. Yes, they're winning football games, but that's because the Ravens have a better football team. My point is that you're so, – so what you're saying is Lamar Jackson right now – Lamar right? Jackson has just surpassed the Baltimore Ravens offense – let me ask has you this. scored more than 20. Casey, I want to hear this. Four points. I want to hear this twice. straight out of your mouth. 
Does, is Justin Fields better than Lamar Jackson right now? If you put Justin yeah. Fields, if you put Justin Fields on the why am I sucking right now? The Ravens. Yeah. Are the Ravens gonna play? Are they gonna be better throughout the rest of the year? Go ahead, say it. I want to hear it. I'm th- I want to hear you say Justin Fields is better than Lamar Jackson because that's exactly what you're trying to say right now. No, I'm saying he will be. I'm not saying he is not right now, but I think he will be. That's what I'm arguing. We're not here to argue if he's better than Lamar Fair. Jackson. We're here to argue if he's good. Yeah. And I, I'm just and saying. And he's good. I'm just saying if Lamar Jackson is any. You brought, up, you brought up Lamar Jackson and your argument. I did. I'm just comparing him directly to Justin Fields. He's and a better. I, ru- Justin Fields a better runner, not a, not as good of a passer. No, Lamar Jackson is the better runner, but I think if you have wow. the better arm, Casey McCollister. Casey, I'd lay it. Sitting here, have you watched Justin Fields throw yeah. a ball? Yes. Not the highlights, not the YouTube's, not the Twitter stuff. I'm talking about literally watching a football game. Have you seen Lamar Jackson throw a football? Yeah, because he overthrows guys all the time, just like Justin Fields. I've seen him carve guys up, is what I've seen. Really? Well, we'll see what happens. I look forward to it. I know I've I've never been more confident in something in my life. Then what? Then Justin Fields is not that dude. He's just not. Oh. I mean, you might you might sit here and sit here and argue about how this, that, and the other. The one thing that's really disappointing, that's going to be disappointing, is he's going to get excuses. Everyone's going to make excuses for the guy. It's always going to be someone else's fault. It's someone else's fault that he throws the ball right to the other team. He's got a bad line. Well, when I'm watching his YouTube highlights, he's got a lot of time in that pocket. It's looking pretty good. Yeah, when you hold the ball for 9 to 10 seconds, guess what? You get sacked. Ask Joe Burrow. Sometimes it's not the line's fault when you hold on to the ball forever. And guess what? When you have a one-read type option, when you sit there and you look down one receiver, and when your receiver's not there, and you pull the ball down to go run immediately, you're probably going to get sacked. That's what's going to happen. This is totally off topic. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> have you heard of the Mojo app? The sports, the sports market app? No. It's like stocks for it's players. It's like stocks oh, for yeah. players. Just I'm going to tell you right now. the roof. Justin Fields, I, I haven't looked at it, but I'd be buying his stock right now. You won't lose a lot of money because he's so low, but the uh, advantage there. <laughs> it seems, that seems like a Ponzi scheme if I've ever heard one. <laughs> by, the way, by the way, Casey. Yeah, I just can't believe the Lamar Jackson hate in this chat. I can't believe the Lamar Justin Jackson hate in here. And you know what's going to be really, really sad? Is when Lamar Jackson takes his happy ass, wins the division that you guys are a part of, and then does well. What is he? What's he, what's he got to do in the playoffs? Lamar Jackson. You want to hear something kind of funny? Lamar Jackson might win more more NFL playoff games, right? This year than Justin Fields will in the next five. That's not a bold. That's not a. It's bold not. Take. How is that not a bold take when you're playing in a division where Aaron Rodgers is pretty much on the way out, Jared Goff's the quarterback, and you got Kirk Cousins and the other thing, and you guys are sitting here talking to me about how this guy is going to be the next great quarterback? So he's good. Good is good. I mean, what? It, good. Let's let's define good then. Let's define I tried good. That. I try to do that. Can you win ball games? I think Justin Fields can win ball games. We'll win ball games. By the way, Casey. Yes. Cool. I mean, we're not going to get anywhere on this topic, but the beautiful Just, thing is they get to keep playing. Justin Fields. You, you mentioned how Lamar Jackson's a better rusher than Justin Fields. Justin Fields has already scored more rushing Hell touchdowns yeah. this Real year. Real spirit cat is my kind of guy. This I, year than Lamar's ever done in an entire season, and he's on pace to have more rushing yards. No, I, I get that. I understand where you're coming from this this season. But he just started running the same scheme Lamar did. And when teams start to play the Bears like they do the Ravens, you're going to see better throws from Justin Fields than you will Lamar Jackson. I guarantee you that. Okay. I but basically, you, that. you know what's awesome? I love this. I won the debate. Because, I mean, that's what the chat says. Right. I, we got a split yeah. decision. You didn't have any table. advantages. No two, advantages. Two to three. Two to one, I mean. Yeah. 66.67% of the verdict. So, I mean, I'm 1-0 and in box court. Casey, play that clip. Okay, can, you, can, you get that, uh, can you get that up again? Yeah. Actually, I might have had a disclaimer. In the world of sports, certain athletes or topics are considered especially divisive. 
At Shatterbox Sports, the dedicated fans who debate these topics are Trace and Reed. Welcome to Box Court. That was fun. It was fun. It was enjoyable. Like I said before, I didn't expect to probably win because you got a bunch of Ohio State stands and uh, you got guys that are going to vote for that just based off the fact that they like they like Justin Fields. There's that, there's that Ohio State hater coming out from that Georgia, Southern Ohio <laughs> resident. All right, where are we going to lunch? What's on the wheel? Uh, yeah, good question. Good question. Casey, do you want to try to spin the wheel live? I didn't even Chat, do we do this every Wednesday? I mean, this is a Wednesday thing, or what, 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 what do we continue to do here? Was this – I guess my question is, and you don't need to be like – you can be yeah, genuinely honest. Do you want to see honest. this regularly? Do you like this once a week? Is that something we do? Put somebody on the, on the trial, trial stand every week? I think we should be doing it once a week. I think it's great. Just saying. But the only problem I have here, the only thing I foresee happening is I really – Again, there's probably going to be some topics that I have to take the opposite stance on them of what I actually believe. Um, now that the debate's over, it's all done. Do you do what do you, do you believe that Justin Fields is going to be a dude? I think that he will be a good quarterback for the the coming years. I think what do you when you say if I think he'll make the how many I'll make years? The, I think he'll make four to five years. I think he'll be. Man. I think I think the Bears will make the postseason <laughs> within Justin Fields' rookie contract. I love it. This guy's a QB1. He's QB1 up in Chicago. They think this dude is going to be the next great quarterback in the National Football League. And this guy who had the dust, he just stayed up there. And now he's saying five years. <laughs> five years, man. Guys, we got to throw Jockos on the, on the wheel. It's been suggested what? every week. Be a, dude. be a dude means he's a guy that you win because of. That's what I mean. He's a guy that when, when your roster isn't as good as everyone else's roster – He's literally carrying you. Hang on. I got a question for you, Trace. Mm. Do you think Justin Fields is anywhere close into in the last four weeks? They've all been really close games, right? He's played in close games. Do you think they're in it with or without Justin Fields? He's already pr- they've already proven that they can win with, with him. Last year was proof of that. So Andy he, Dalton came in. I don't know if you know this. No one. No one ah, and, 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 here, here's here's the here's the funny thing about Justin Fields. You can't talk about him when he plays like shit because he's young and he's inexperienced. But when he goes out the last five weeks and runs around like hell, then everybody's a champion of the guy. He's going to be the next QB one. So you can't bring up nothing on Justin Fields because it's everyone else's fault. It's his receivers' fault. It's his lines' fault. They got a bad team. He's too young. You. The list goes on with this guy, but. Let me bring up the fact that last year, the Bears were competitive in a lot of football games, right? And it just so happens that when they take this dude out of the football game and they put Andy Dalton in, they start winning football games last year. No one wants to bring that up. Maybe it's just because he's not that guy. He's not a guy that, that, that consistently can consistently play well. well I mean, he has, he has, he's a roller coaster type dude. He's going to go up. And then next thing you know, you're going to be right back down. He's a, and I don't like those kind of guys. I like guys that you can rely on that aren't going to go and turn the ball over three times, that aren't going to run around in a scramble drill and lose you 15 yards because he thinks he's, he thinks he's basically uh, Mike Vick 2.0 when he's not even close to that. So we'll see what happens with him. But that's how – I mean, you've already heard my take on it. It is what it is. This was fun, Trace. No, I like it. I mean, I, I think that Justin Fields is a dynamic – Running back. Mm, He's an incredible athlete. So is Lamar Jackson. Dynamic running back. What's on the list? Let's, yeah. let's, I'm I hungry. mean, we've beat that horse. We'll uh, see what happens. Oh, we didn't do burgers yesterday, so we throw Burger King on there. Throw Burger King on there. Um, you, don't have the, you don't have the audacity to put no lunch on there again, do you? Put no lunch on there. Oh, why? <laughs> There's no jinxes, Paul. It's true. No, you're right. You're right. It yeah. won't land on it. <laughs> okay. What else? Uh, uh, the chat is. Uh, did you get Jocko's on there? Yeah, yeah. we did. Okay. John's bragging. John's in the chat bragging about how Justin Fields only turned the ball over seven times in the last ten games. <laughs> we have a suggestion from Subway. It's pretty good, actually. Subway, dude. That's ta- pretty good. Taco, what? He's turned the ball over seven times in Taco 10 Place. Games. What about Rib City? That's good. <laughs> Come on, man. Seven Rib- times in ten games? Is Rib That's City good. open? Yes. All right. Yeah, Rib City. That's good. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Any others? Rib City, Subway, Taco Place, No Lunch, Jocko's, and Burger King. I've got firehouse subs on there. 
Yeah, if you want Firehouse, yeah, go I, for I, it. I'm going to put Firehouse on there. I could do a meatball football. Guy right throws now. 14 passes in a football game. All right. Get rid of All right. He runs a lot, too. He could fumble. All right. Here we go. All right, what we got? No firehouse. I would like if no lunch would get off early on the list. Yeah, I can't hit twice. There's no, there's no, there's no <laughs> way. I mean, it, genu genuinely, I am being honest. There's no way that it hits twice. Come on. Oh. All right, no Burger King. I would have liked the Whopper. I would have liked. <laughs> I could have been a Whopper. There goes the sun. Okay, I like I like where we're at, guys. Do yep. you? I do. We just gotta get rid of no lunch. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. <laughs> you don't want to go to Jocko's. <laughs> there you go. He's not worried about it. I... All right, we got a 33. All right, I'm chance. still not worried. It's all right. He's not worried about it. Nah, he ain't worried about it. No big deal. No, no big deal at all. No big deal. Two in a row? No big deal at all. Can we go two in a row? Can we go two in a row? Yeah, Paul. No lunch. Keep it up, Paul. Can we go two in a row? Go ahead, Paul. The one it lands on. Go ahead, Paul. It'll be Rib City. It's always the opposite of whatever it starts on. Oh. There we go. All right. Rib City. We need Fried to figure Oprah. out a way to change that up because it's too easy to know what it's going to be when it gets down to the last two. I don't know how we do that. You put, you, put four, you gotta put four in there. Better make software. better software. And then so, somebody's gotta make a better, better software. software. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I don't the know. wheel of names. You hit the button and it does what it does. It's like, I don't know. Somebody's gotta come up with a better system. Uh, and, and I think it should be like fun to where it like it slows down and then like really speeds up really quickly and then just stops randomly at times. So right. it should drama. Only, I know what it should do. It should only be two choices, but it's like little pieces. So it's like sixteen Yeah. And they just alternate. That yeah. would be Great. Guys, this was fun. It's been fun. It's fun. It's Can't wait to really do it again. I, we appreciate you always yeah. tuning in, hanging around. You got, we got some loyal folks that stick around. Absolutely. Hopefully, we entertain you from time to time. Most of the time, we probably don't, but you, you stick with us anyway. So, can I tease what we're going to try to do Friday? See if do we it. Tease it. Do I know what we're doing? Fan fight? Yeah, if we can find the right people. So, Last what time we're I tried to do that, we had some. Right. Bozo from Tennessee that didn't talk. Just like, I mean, golly, don't even get me on Tennessee. I am so sick and tired of hearing about Tennessee. They've done nothing. We don't have literally that. have won one football game. Oh, we're out That's of time. The, <laughs> <laughs> the thing we're going to try and do on Fridays, we're going to try and do box court maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks. We'll see. But on every Friday, we're going to pin two fan bases against each other on this show, and we'll moderate. So this week we're going to try and get a Bengals fan and a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and have them have them debate a little bit on the box lunch here. So that's the little teaser. Hopefully we get that through. Guys, thank you for watching. This has been Box Lunch. It's been a pleasure.